What is up, everybody? Welcome back to First Sound Rundown. We're your two hosts, not Hayden Vozar and Matt Vozar, just Hayden Vozar today. And then we've got AZ, who's kind of a co-host here. And then we've got Ishan Kathuria, one of my good friends here at UVA, is joining us for the draft today. And yeah, it's going to be the three of us doing a mock draft. And we're just going to go through all 32 picks and draft how we would how we think the teams would draft. We're also going to give a little bit of insight to how we would draft if we were those teams but to make it more objective we're just gonna we're gonna draft based on what we think these teams will do so we're just gonna do a first round here and we're gonna alternate picks it's gonna kind of be like a fantasy style like a fantasy football style draft um not gonna be snake or anything it's just gonna be straight up one through three um down the line but yeah i'm really excited for it today ishan how are you i'm doing well thanks for having me on yeah of course az what about you Chilling, bro. I'm excited. The best best day of the year is approaching for me. I literally watch film 24 7, 365. So um, I'm excited for the draft. Yeah, dude. I I brought these guys on because they know a lot more about draft than me. And even though we're all picking, the three of us are picking, um, yeah, they're probably gonna be doing the most of the talking because they have most of the analysis here. So it's going to be, it's going to be a really fun episode. Now, before we get into the mock draft, I just want to ask, I know AZ kind of brought this up to me before we, we started recording here. And he said that he has about like three or four guys that are in his top 15 prospects that are not really in like the consensus top 15 prospects. So I'm going to ask him to go over those guys um, just to kind of, I guess, maybe allude to some of the surprises that you guys might see in the draft. Yeah, so, I mean, I've been doing this for, like, literally forever, and I make, like, a top 50 every year. Um, and then, like, Ishan was talking about earlier, like, I make, like, dozens of mock drafts every year, too. Like, that's just – even the mock drafts kind of, like, by, like, the eighth pick, they don't even matter because, you know, you don't know what the teams are going to do, all, like, obviously. But, yeah, this year, um, just looking at everyone else's list, like, and watching film on – you know, the top 50 guys that I think are in the top 50, a few guys that I really like um, better than a lot of other people. Um, I'm going to start off with Zion Johnson. I know a lot of people like him um, and I know, you know, people have him in like the 20 range. Um, but, you know, I have him as my 11th best prospect. I think that guy is just like a cornerstone. Like he's going to be a really good starter for 10 years, um, you know, plug and play guard. Um, either at left or right guard. Um, another guy is Jordan Davis. I know that's kind of like, you know, an obvious answer, but a lot of people, you know, have him in like the late teens. I think, you know, he should be like an early teens, like, you know, between the 10 to 15 range pick. Um, I just, you know, you can't teach size, right? You, there's one thing you can't teach in the NFL is size. And so he has that. Um, and then, you know, going off the receivers, obviously the most depth at that position um, that position is really deep this year, as, you know, we all know. Um, sort of a hot take is I like Chris Olave um, over Garrett Wilson. Um, you know, I, I just like – I like the way Chris Olave, you know, plays. I think his route running is a little bit better. I think he's a little bit more shiftier. Um, so I know I know that's going to be a hot take, but I don't, I don't get all the takes about Garrett Wilson being the top receiver in the draft. That's just my take on it. Sounds good. Isha, I'm going to pose the same question to you. You don't have to answer if you want to if you want to save all your good stuff for the actual mock draft. But do you have any any guys that stand out to you that aren't really in the top 32 prospects that you see online or anything? Yeah, I mean, I got to agree with AZ. 
on um on a couple of things i think zion johnson's a very good player he's not necessarily like an explosive presence i wouldn't call him a nasty guard by any um by any stretch but again he's very good technically he knows what he's doing he's a smart player and i think that's generally the recipe for a guy who can be a starter on your line for a while um i think one guy my own would be christian watson christian watson he has the kind of athletic profile that we haven't seen since calvin johnson uh, guy, the guy's 6'4", 6'5". He runs, a, he runs in the four threes. And that's the kind of athletic combination you get with a guy like DK Metcalf. And then if you add on top of that, he performed really well at the senior bowl. Uh, I think that he has a chance to be a steal of this draft. Yeah, that's that's some great stuff. I didn't even really – I haven't looked into Christian Watson much. But, again, I you guys know me. I don't really specialize too much in draft here. So, um I, I got to agree. Like Christian Watson is going to be like, honestly, I could see him being the best receiver in this class. Um, so, yeah, no, I got to agree. I, one more thing before we get started on the mock draft. I know, you know, I work with UVA football, but Jelani Woods, like, yeah, I was he's going to be the best tight end. I think when it's all said and done, I know Trey McBride, I know all the hype. Honestly, I've watched him. I'm not that big of a fan. Like he's going to be good. He's going to be a reliable starter, but Jelani Woods, again, you can't teach size, six, seven. Like, I I hope the Chargers, Chargers are like one team, so random, but the Chargers, if they get Jelani Woods, I mean, that offense is like unstoppable. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. And obviously we might be a little bit biased because we're here at UVA, all three of us. But yeah, I mean, Jelani Woods, like the only, the only knock on him, on him that I've ever heard is his speed, his lack of like, or his lack of like, you know, lateral quickness, but again like you if you're six foot seven and you have good hands and you can block then I mean at tight end you don't really need anything else we see Rob Gronkowski has like some of the worst agility that you'll that you'll ever see but he's still you know he's won so many Super Bowls so yeah that's that, that's gonna be interesting to see where uh, Jelani Woods lands but with that being said we are gonna move into the mock draft right now so I'm going to pick first here. The order is going to be uh, me first and then Ishan second and then AZ third. And we're just going to keep on doing that. So I'll have the first pick, the fourth pick, the seventh pick and so on. And we're just going to go all the way down through 32. And yeah, let's just get right, right into it. So the first pick obviously is going to the Jaguars and I'm going to go Trayvon Walker here. I think, I mean, Trayvon Walker really shot up all draft boards pretty recently, like within the past couple of weeks, and I don't really see why he would go over Aiden Hutchinson because Aiden Hutchinson, everybody knows he has size, he has speed, he has the drive, he has basically everything it takes. Um, but I, th- I think that there is some kind of like, there is some kind of stigma with the, the GM wanting Trayvon Walker and I think the owner wanting Aiden Hutchinson and there's kind of like a conflict there. And I think the scouts also want Aiden Hutchinson. I don't know if AZ can confirm that. Yeah. So, uh, interesting thing I heard like in the last few days is if you guys think about it, bulky. So Trent bulky is a Jaguars GM. Um, and he was a 49ers GM a couple of years ago when, you know, they went to Super Bowl, Colin Kaepernick, Jim Harbaugh was there. Um, bulky is, you know, he's a little salty. He doesn't like Harbaugh. They're not on good relations. Harbaugh is where he's at Michigan, Aiden Hutchinson at Michigan. So, the talk is that the Jags aren't going to select Hutchinson pretty much based because bulky doesn't want to draft Hutchinson because he's from Michigan, um, which I think like, come on now, like Hutchinson's like, he has to go number one, but 
based off what's, you know, what they're talking about. And, you know, Trayvon Walker, he's number seven in my top 50. Like, I, I, I haven't seen much from him. His tape is all right. Yeah, there's like a ton of potential, but you can't be a number one pick based off potential. I don't know, Ishan, if you have anything to say on that. Yeah, I mean, I think the thing with Trent Baalke is he's shown a history of taking that freak athlete. He loves freak athletes when he's drafting. He was a guy, again, like uh, AZ was talking about, uh, he took Alden Smith over guys like J.J. Watt and Robert Quinn. He was the guy who made that decision. And so I think Trayvon Walker kind of reminds him of that, like as a freak athlete, um, he has a length, which is a big thing that Aiden Hutchinson, I mean, that's really the major knock on Aiden Hutchinson when you're pass rushing, getting first contact, super important. Um, the thing with Trayvon Walker is his lack of production is concerning. I agree with that. I wouldn't take Trayvon Walker if I were them. Um, but again, with his lack of production, the Georgia defensive line was so deep that a lot of times they were just rotating guys in yeah. and Trayvon wasn't asked to do a lot of pass rushing. So I think that this is a bit of a project pitch out pick at one, which I'm not a huge fan of, but I do think that's what Trent Balky would do. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. You guys hit the nail on the head. All right, Ishan, go ahead with pick number two. All right. I think this is going to be one of the fastest draft cards to come in. Aiden <laughs> Hutchinson's going to the Lions. Yeah. I mean, he's a he's a Michigan guy. He's um, you know, he's got a lot of heart. He's a he's, he's kind of the like prototypical, like hardworking player, loves to be there. And you know, you think about Dan Campbell. You know, Dan Campbell's tough as nails. He wants to bite people's ankles off. I think it's a match made in heaven. All right. Well, yeah, there's obviously no debating that pick. And obviously, AZ and I don't have any anything to say about that because we both agree. So, AZ, will move to you with the third pick. All right. So, personally, I think this guy is the best player in the draft. He's my favorite player in the draft. I think, you know, he's going to be locked down corner for years to come. Um, Sauce Gardner, Ahmad Sauce Gardner, you know, the Texans, they're building, right? Like, and, you know, I like Davis Mills. They're, they're keeping the pieces there. They're building around the pieces. And you got to go best player available. You have Gardner in that division um, going against the Jags, Colts. I mean, you know, he's just going to be a lockdown corner. I think this is a no-brainer pick. Uh, the only, only thing, you know, maybe that the Texans could do here is maybe go with one of the tackles because, you know, Evan Neal is potentially a top, you know, number one overall pick so maybe they could go there but I just I don't know how you pass up on you know a guy like Ahmad Garner yeah I I think that's perfectly right he I mean he's been the best cornerback or he's he's put up the best cornerback performance in college that we've ever seen I saw a stat the other day that said that he gave up one pass over 10 yards this past season and there was no yak on that catch so like he he Gave up a pass of like 11 yards, I think it was, and there was no yak. Every other pass that he let up was, I think, seven yards or less. And again, the yak didn't go above above 10 yards. So it was like he he's just insane. He's got insane length, um, crazy athleticism. And yeah, he might be a little bit small, but I mean, at corner, you're not really going to face many guys that are like DK Metcalf that can throw around anybody. So um, yeah, so I, I think he's going to succeed wherever he goes. And I like that picket at three. Now, Moving on to pick four, uh, the the Jets have the fourth pick. I'm going to go Kayvon Thibodeau here. And this one, I think this one's pretty easy because, I mean, Kayvon Thibodeau and Aiden Hutchinson, that discussion was was more prevalent um, way back when. But then, I mean, Aiden Hutchinson became kind of the clear favorite in terms of where those two guys are going to go, at least in, in most draft boards. And so the reason I'm going with Kayvon Thibodeau is because I think it's just positional needs here. The Jets actually, like, they don't have a bad offense. They've got a 
they've got Michael Carter at running back. Right. And then they, you know, Zach Wilson's just kind of, he's still kind of getting himself put into the offense there. I think he'll find his way. Um, their offensive line, I think is better than most people give him credit for. And I mean, they could go, I could see them going O-line here maybe, but I think they're going to go Kayvon Thibodeau instead because yeah, I think they need some help on that edge. They got some other good core defensive players like Marcus May and everything. So yeah, I think that they're going to, I think Kayvon Thibodeau is a, a great fit in New York. It's just going to, I think it's just going to depend on, you know, the, the intangibles, like if people have been saying on his drive and everything and his want to play football, but I don't see how that would really affect his positioning in New York. Moving on to pick number five, we've got Ishan with the Giants pick. Go ahead. Um, I think this is pretty clear cut for the Giants. They're trying to put Daniel Jones in the best in the best position to succeed. They're essentially saying, if you don't do it this year, you're never going to do it and we're going to get rid of you. So I think that getting him the right pass protection is crucial to making that evaluation. And I think that they go um, Iki Iquano here. I mean, he has positional versatility. He's nasty, which I think is something the Giants really need. Just a guy <laughs> kind of punch you in the face. Um, so that's why I would take him over Evan Neal. Um, I don't know, AZ, if you have any thoughts on that. Yeah, no, I, I really like Iquano too. The only the only difference between the two of them is I see Evan Neal as a true left tackle. Iki Iquano, he sits at 6'4". So that's like the only thing that concerns me about playing left tackle. But um, as far I'm trying to remember who I don't know who's the Giants. Do you know the is it Nate? No, it's not Nate Solder. It's um Andrew Thomas. Okay, yeah. So yeah, you I I, I agree with that pick. I think you can plug and play Iquanu anywhere. So I think Evan Neal is more of like that left tackle, and Iquanu you can really you know he, I think he played all positions in college football besides um besides center on the line. All right, Az, you've got the sixth pick. Go ahead and draft for Carolina. All right. Um, so I feel like this is where the draft actually starts. Um, I don't know what you guys think, but I think this is where the draft starts. The Panthers can trade back. They can take a quarterback. They can go best player available. Um, honestly, I, I don't I don't like Kenny Pickett at all. Um, I could see him going with him, but I, I don't I can't see them passing up on Evan Neal here like he's you know arguably he could he's like a top two player top three player and to drop to six like I I don't like I, it doesn't make sense for them to pick Pickett or Willis over Neal um, they need a left tackle they have like I think Cam Irving at left tackle right now so they need to solve that position I think I think first building a line and then worrying about your quarterback is more important than working the other way around. So, you know, worry about quarterback, you know, later, Jimmy Garoppolo is a possibility um, for trade or, you know, some other quarterback or just build right now and then draft next year. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go Evan Neal. Yeah. yeah. I, really, I, I love Evan Neal, dude. He's, I think that, I mean, I would probably draft Evan Neal above Icky, but that's, I mean, that's just my opinion. Evan Neal's huge. I mean, he, I think he's six, seven, like three thirty or something like that. Um, yeah, he's, he's a crazy athlete too. I saw a video of him like doing this. He like jumped up and did the splits between two bags or something like that. And those bags were above waist level and, and an offensive lineman doing, having that kind of athleticism is absolutely insane. So I like that pick. Yeah. I think uh, Evan Neal, he's a freak athlete and I'd call him the right pick, but honestly, at this point, I'm kind of betting on the Panthers making a stupid decision. I think that Matt rule has a lot of influence in that front office. He got him to trade for Sam Darnold. 
Um, and I think that at this point he's coaching for his job and he's not going to be able to protect himself if PJ Walker is his guy. So I think that not only will they take a quarterback, but they'll offer the most pro ready guy and take Kenny Pickett. Yeah. Now I I've been saying Kenny Pickett for a while, but lately what I've heard is that they're not going to do that, but I don't know. They, they could do anything. They could, they won't, they might not even go pick it or kneel. They can just do something stupid. So yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that's exactly right. It's Carolina. All right. Moving on to the seventh pick, we've got the giants up again. They've got the fifth and the seventh picks, probably the, perhaps the most like exciting and mysterious thing that's going to happen this draft. You know, the, they might trade one of these picks away in return for another, you know, kind of better veteran, but we'll have to see. But for right now, for the sake of this draft and not making it too confusing, we're not going to go with trades or anything. So I'm just going to go straight up here and I'm going to pick Derek Stingley for the Giants. I think their two needs right now are offensive linemen and cornerback. In my opinion, those are the biggest, the two biggest things that they're, um, that they're missing. I think, I, I think they got a, a deal worked out with James Bradbury, but I'm not, totally sure about that um if one of you guys know then you can correct me but yeah I think they they have him on the roster still but it looks like they're probably going to trade him so yeah I I think corner I think corner is a good pick and yeah like based off what I've heard too is like Stingley's probably going to be a top 10 pick which yeah you know I, I I have mixed feelings about that I like him obviously his 2019 film is good but like my thing is like you you know production and being healthy are like two very important things and that's not what he's been um so that's the only thing that concerns me but I mean coming from LSU and you know the 2019 season he had against and then like his practice film against Jamar Chase like that's exciting um yeah I I don't know I have mixed feelings about this pick yeah I think that they're definitely going to go offensive defense I have a hard time seeing them make two offensive picks I will say that they need an edge rusher pretty badly. I don't know how many guys I could name on that Giants defensive line. But then again, you can never have too many corners in um, in this league. They're hard to come by. And the prospect of having Bradbury and Stingley on the same defense is, is pretty intimidating. Yeah, for sure. And I, I think that a lot of people are kind of comparing Derek Stingley's absence from, from football to Jamar Chase's absence before he entered the draft because he had that whole year off before he even went into the draft. So – so, yeah, I mean, that's like we saw how Jamar Chase did with the with the Bengals this past year. And so I don't think it's going to really be that much of a problem. Again, like AZ said, it's a little bit different because it's injury problems with Derek Stingley. But I don't know. I'm, I mean, I think that I think they'll, he'll get it figured out there. So moving on to the eighth pick with the Atlanta Falcons, I'll hand it over to you, Ishan. Uh, so I think for a lot of people, they think this is a quarterback spot. I think that with Marcus Mariota and this Atlanta Falcons roster is terrible. They'd be really stupid to pick a quarterback. So I think that they're going to go with another high value position. They'll take an edge rusher and that's going to be Jermaine Johnson out of Florida state. So Jermaine Johnson's a guy who's kind of like flown up, flown up draft boards recently. And a big reason why is he's a combine warrior. He's a great athlete. The thing with him is that he is only a one-year starter. So he has a lot of the typical issues that are associated with a guy who hasn't played a lot in college, he just needs technical work, um, essentially like working on his pass rush play and things like that. Uh, he does have violent hands. I'd say the one athletic limitation with him is his hips are kind of tight, which is going to be an issue as he tries to bend around the edge. Yeah, I, I I don't know. I I don't know how I feel about that pick. I, based off, you know, just growing up a Falcons fan and I still sort of followed them. Um, Drake London is a guy that they've been looking into a lot. I wouldn't like that pick either. 
Jermaine Johnson, I don't know about either. I think, you know, edge rushers are always good to have. And I think, I think he is like probably the best one left um, at this point. Um, I don't know. I just think with knowing the Falcons and they see Kyle Hamilton at eight, you know, they're going to, they're trying to build this defense and just trying to get those cornerstone pieces. They've lost Julio. Now they lost Matt. So, you know, I could, I could see Jermaine Johnson for sure. I just think if I, you know, if I were to pick there, it'd probably be Kyle Hamilton just because, you know, of his production and, you know, his size and just being that cornerstone piece um, for the defense. Yeah, for sure. Moving on to pick number nine, I believe is me or no, it's, it's, uh, sorry, it's, it's AZ. So go ahead. Yeah. Um, I don't know. This is, this is a tough one. Cause you know, I could, I could have seen Equanu if he fell here or, you know, even Evan Neal or even Stingley. Um, I was really, you know, betting on Stingley to go here. Um, but now just looking and thinking about what the Seahawks really build that team on and, you know, it, I was between Charles Cross um, tackle, who I'm not a big fan of, and Devin Lloyd. But, you know, I'm also not a fan of Devin Lloyd. I, I like N'Kobe Dean, which is also like sort of a hot take. But I think I'm going to go with Devin Lloyd here just because, you know, you know, looking at the linebacker position, they lost Bobby Wagner, who's been there for, you know, 10 plus years. Um, that's a big, big hole to fit, fill. And I think Devin Lloyd is the closest you can get to a Bobby Wagner in this draft, as, you know, as far as like a prototypical middle linebacker. Um, I do think it's a little early for Devin Lloyd, but I feel like I feel like if they see Devin Lloyd and, you know, with Stingley being taken, I think Stingley, if he if he drops here, they're going to take him. Malik Willis is also an option, but I think we're going to see the quarterbacks kind of fall. And the Seahawks are going to just sort of build um, right now with losing Wilson. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Devin Lloyd. Yeah, I think it's a great pick. I don't have much to say about that pick. Um, And if Eshan doesn't have anything, then I can move into 10. Yeah, yeah. I think Devin Lloyd is a bit of a reach, but I can definitely see them trying to replace Wagner. Yeah, for sure. I I was If I had that pick, I would go linebacker as well. So, yeah, good pick there. Um, And then moving on to pick 10, we've got the Jets picking again. So the two New York teams have – four total draft picks in this top 10, which is pretty crazy. But with this pick, like I said, I mean, I, I think that the, the Jets offensive line, like they're, like I said, I think they're a little bit underrated, but I do think that they need a little bit more beefing up. Um, and I'm, I don't know, I haven't watched much or I haven't seen much of, of this player here, but I'm going to go Charles Cross out of Mississippi state. He, I've seen a lot of boards where he's number one on like in, in terms of tackles, he's above Evan Neal and Icky. So, um, I, again, I don't really know much about him, but I think that I think that Mackay Becton plays at the left tackle, and I'm not sure. Um, I'm not sure if if Charles Cross George, George Fant is like the right tackle. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's that's the only thing. Like I I I don't understand. Like I get why why people are mocking Evan Neal and Iquanu at number four, but yeah. you know you have two tackles. Like why not fill other needs? But yeah, no, I, I think that's a good pick. I think that's a fair pick. I just, I think this pick is between Jake, Drake London and Kyle Hamilton. And I, you yeah. know, I've heard they like Drake London a lot. So I think if Joe Douglas or GMC's Drake London here, I think he's going to pick him with the first receiver or Garrett Wilson too. But yeah, Charles Cross is in play here too. 
Yeah, that, I mean, well, they need kind of a big wide receiver like Drake London. It's just, again, you know, Drake London had such a good seat. He had like 88 catches and, you know, over a thousand yards in his, in his only eight games that he played for USC this season, which is crazy production. So, yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see Drake London go here too. But with that being said, let's move on to the 11th pick is the Commanders. Um, Ishan, take it away. Uh, I think this is going to be Garrett Wilson out of Ohio State. Um, you know, great separator. He had some early concerns about his speed, but he ran sub 4-4 at the combine. Um, he's drawn Stefan Diggs comparison. He does have an issue sometimes with drops, but I think that that's something that can be cleaned up. Um, a lot of times that's just concentration and practice. And we've seen guys like Devontae Adams come in and struggle with drops and still be successful. Even guys who have been less successful getting rid of their drops issues like Deontay Johnson, but he's still a very valuable player. And I think that Garrett Wilson could really help him support Carson Wentz, especially when paired with Terry McLaurin and Curtis Samuel. Yeah, uh, I, I don't have any problem with that pick either. I think that Garrett Wilson's a you know great wide receiver. Again, like AZ said, you know, he might in some ways he's a little bit overrated. Um, but I I think that I mean I think that objectively for, for me, I think it's gonna be either Jamison Williams or Garrett Wilson that are gonna be the first wide receiver taken here. Um again, Jamison Williams, like if he hadn't torn his ACL, I think he'd be the the odds on favorite to go as the first wide receiver in this draft class, but yeah, with I mean, with his torn ACL, it's it's going to be a little bit up in the air. And Garrett Wilson, he's one of the best players at making creating separation between him and the defender. So I yeah, I, I agree with that pick. And then uh, moving on to this next pick, we've got the Vikings at twelve. Az, take it away. Yeah, um, I, I I don't know the Vikings. I'm between Jordan Davis and Kyle Hamilton, and I think we finally see Kyle Hamilton go here. Um, I I don't know how they pass up on him. I think you pair Kyle Hamilton at the free safety position. And obviously Harrison Smith, one of the better strong safeties in the NFL. Um, you know, that that's, that's pretty dangerous, especially um, with that division starting to build up on those offenses. So I see Kyle Hamilton here. I'm a big fan of Jordan Davis. Um, yeah. I, I think the Washington pick was good too with Garrett Wilson. I, I don't know. It's, it's weird seeing Drake London drop kind of like, it's, it's kind of weird. I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see where he goes now. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I think I think you kind of alluded to my pick here with with Houston. Um, I've, I've got the 13th pick with Houston, and I think Houston's going to go with Drake London because I, I mean, they need pretty much anything like <laughs> the Houston's pretty average at every single position. So I don't see any position that's like a glaring, you know, we need this and we don't need anything else. It's it's pretty much I think whoever the best guy is at this um, at this point in the draft. And I think that the Texans aren't just, they're just not going to want to let Drake London, Drake London slip any longer um, because obviously he's not going to slip much longer past their picks. So yeah, I think they're going to go with Drake London in this pick. Yeah. I think that they're pretty much in a position to go best player available yeah. at this point. Um, and, you know, Drake London, he's your jump ball guy, you know, um, high catch point specialist. So I'm not saying he's going to be Deandre Hopkins, but they did have a guy once who could go up and get that football whenever they yeah. wanted it. So I think that'd be a good pick. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's move on to pick number 14. We've got the Baltimore Ravens. Ishan, go ahead. So I think at 14, Baltimore loves their big run stuffers. He plays in the AFC North. I think if Jordan Davis is here, they're taking him. I don't, there's not very much to it, honestly. <laughs> yes, I, I was literally – literally about to like go crazy if you didn't pick Jordan Davis here I love Jordan Davis I think like man like that defense is 
like Jordan Davis in the middle. I mean, yeah, this is honestly probably going to be my favorite pick in the first round. So, yeah, I, I can't agree more. All right, there you go. Moving on to pick number 15. It's the Eagles pick. Go ahead, AZ. Jamison Williams. Like, no, <laughs> no brainer. Like, they're they're gonna go Jamison Williams here. There's no way they don't go Jamison Williams. Um, I think this is his like ceiling right here, pick 15. Um, he's rehabbing really well. I think I saw a video today and he's like running routes like crazy, and you know, he's back to normal. So you know, pairing and Matt, like just pairing Jamison Williams and uh, Devontae Smith together with Jalen Hurts. I mean, like that offense is going to be great. So, yeah, I think I think this is also sort of a no brainer pick. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I think Jamison Williams, I mean, Jamison Williams, in my opinion, like in some draft boards, I've, I've seen him fall um, to kind of later in the first round. And if that happens, like there's this crazy scenario where Kansas City might be able to get him if, if a bunch of other wide receivers are taken in front of him. And that would just be absolutely insane because he would basically be like Tyreek Hill 2.0. But I don't think that's going to happen. I think AZ's right with that pick. So, um, yeah, moving on to the 16th pick. It's New Orleans pick, uh, the Saints. I don't really – I don't know. I haven't really done much much research on the Saints pick, so I'm actually going to throw this pick out to one of you guys. I don't I don't want to, like, screw up and pick somebody that isn't supposed to go to the Saints. So I'm actually going to give um, both of you a chance to to kind of give who you would pick here. So AZ, go first, and then I'll give Ishan a chance, and we'll kind of discuss that. Yeah. Um, yeah, th- I could, yeah, this is, a, this is a tough position. I think this is a place where you could potentially see a quarterback go here. Yeah. Um. I yeah. I don't know. This is a weird pick. But if we if you I if you don't want to go quarterback, um. Personally, like I said in the beginning, hot take: Chris Olave is better than Garrett Wilson. Um. Personally, I'll go Chris Olave. You got Michael Thomas, two Ohio State receivers. Um. You know, you're building up that offense with Kamara, and then you know you worry about the quarterback. Obviously, like you know they have Jameis Winston. So I don't know. I I, I like Chris Olave here. Yeah, I'd have to agree. Uh, a lot of it was going to be my pick. I think that they believe in in Jameis Winston, and yeah, I mean, that's about it. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll uh, we'll solidify Chris Olave in as the 16th pick. Then um, again, yeah, I, I I was gonna if anything, I was gonna go quarterback, but I mean, they signed Jameis Winston, and when they did, it was like it seemed to be quite the quite the fiasco. So I'm guessing that they're probably comfortable with with him being there so yeah I, th- I think the safest pick is going Chris Olave here now we move on to the 17th pick which is the Los Angeles Chargers go ahead Ishan uh if I'm sitting here at 17 I think that I'm gonna go Trevor Penning uh Trevor Penning he's out of a small school but he's a big nasty tackle and I think that this is a team that needs some attitude they've got a lot of flash and I think that just having a mauler um on the offensive line would really help yeah, no, I, I agree with that pick too. Um, yeah, Trevor Penny, I think you can plug and play at right tackle, obviously, with Rashawn Slater last year at left tackle. So I think there's not a lot of holes on that team anymore. Um, I think the only other pick I could potentially see here is Nakobe Dean, um, sort of playing alongside Kenneth Murray um, at the linebacker position. But yeah, I, I like the Trevor Penny pick as well. All right, there you go. Moving on to pick number 18, Philadelphia. Yeah, so obviously they went Jamison Williams. Um, you know, I think I think they they could go defense here, and I could see them go Nakobe Dean. 
Um, but I got to go with one of my favorite prospects in the draft, uh, Zion Johnson. I think, you know, they have a hole at that left guard um, position. So, um, you know, I, I think they have holes at the left tackle. I think they have Mylotta at left tackle right now and left guard. I don't know who it is, but I can see John, Zion Johnson here. I think that offense is ready to roll. Jamison Williams, Devontae Smith, Jalen Hurts. Um, you got obviously Goddard and then, you know, building up your offensive line, you know, that offense is ready to go. I could see defense here. I know it's tough to see two offensive players. Um, the only other guy I could really see is maybe McDuffie on that corner or Nakobe Dean, but Ishan, I don't know what your take is on that. Yeah. I mean, I think that they can definitely go corner here. Uh, Dirty Slay is getting up there and I don't know about the other guys that they have. Um, but I think that in his third year, this is kind of a crucial year for Jalen Hurts development. I mean, he played for most of this year. He was okay. He was fun. Um, but I think that they're looking for him to take a Josh Allen kind of jump this year, and they're going to try to get him all the help they can get. So Jamison Williams and an offensive lineman can't be mad about it. Yeah, for sure. I totally agree with that. All right, moving on to the 19th pick. I get the Saints again. My luck. <laughs> but I guess, I guess just for the sake of it, I will go quarterback here because, I mean, you can never really have too much quarterback competition. So – I think that they're going to bring in somebody to kind of give Jamison a run for his money because I think Jamison's, uh, I mean, sorry, Jameis, sorry. Jameis has got a little bit, uh, he's got a little bit comfortable in his role there. I think, I mean, he's a goofy guy anyway, but, um, and he's, he's a, he seems to be a good leader in the, in the locker room. A lot of guys like him, but I think, I do think that they go quarterback here really just to have um, somebody to try out on the, you know, you know, try out a quarterback and give him a run for his money. So I'm going to go uh, Malik Willis with the, you know, I mean, he's, pretty much the consensus best quarterback in the draft by now. And as much as I would maybe see Matt Corral going to the saints as well. Um, I do think that if Malik Willis does fall this far, the saints will go with him. If he goes earlier and the saints have, you know, the same pick um, and they're, they're looking at Matt Corral or, or kind of, you know, Desmond Ritter or one of those other guys, I think they're going to go Matt Corral. So if, if Malik Willis does fall this far, I think, they, I think they're going to go Willis. All right, since everybody's cool with that, we'll move on to the 20th pick. It's the Pittsburgh Steelers, which uh, which is Ishan's favorite team, and so he's going to go ahead and draft for them. Go ahead. Yeah, I got to say, it kind of hurts. You got me excited that Malik Willis was going to be there at 20, and then you took yeah, him at nah. 19. Um, but I think the Steelers go quarterback here. Um, and I know the idea has kind of been, oh, the Steelers are in love with Malik Willis, and generally they do best player available. I think that's true to an extent, but with our offensive coordinator, Matt Canada, he runs a very RPO heavy scheme and he wants to have a quarterback with mobility. So I do think that they go Matt Corral out of Ole Miss. Uh, Matt Corral, he's a guy who's got an A minus arm, you know, pretty, pretty good legs. He did a lot of 36% of his plays at Ole Miss were RPO. So he'll definitely know how to run Matt Canada's offense. Um, he does have some maturity issues, but reports have come out that says he's, He's been working on it and that he's been a much better leader. He's been cutting down on turnovers in recent years. And I think that he's going to be the quarterback of the future for the Steelers. Yeah, I, I think that's an interesting pick. Um, yeah, it's weird. It's weird seeing Kenny Pickett not being picked like Matt Corral going before him. I could honestly see Desmond Ritter, um, you know, running that sort of RPO style offense too with the Steelers. But yeah, I, I, I like Matt Corral and Ritter. I personally like Ritter better. Um, just because, you know, he's a winner and, you know, I, I like the way he throws. He's accurate. 
Um, but yeah, I, I could see Matt Corral here too. I think, I think they both fit. Yeah. I think the difference between Corral and Ritter would be just because Pittsburgh kind of is kind of a cold weather, cold weather city. They've always preferred guys with bigger arms. I think that's why Pickett would get passed up on. Um, and the th- I like Ritter. Don't get me wrong. I really want to like him, but I have a big concern with his windup when he throws. He has a lot of passes batted. And as I'm sure many Pittsburgh fans uh, have seen, we've seen a lot of batted passes recently. So I don't think that'll be the pick. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. I've noticed his windup is kind of weird. His throwing motion is kind of weird too, but yeah, no, I agree. All right. With that being said, moving on to the 21st pick, New England, AZ, take it away. All right, Hayden. I know this is your favorite team. Yeah. Um, I, Come you on. know, I feel like it's weird saying, but I feel like there's a couple of holes that they have that they have to fill. Um, I, I really, again, I really like Nicobe Dean here, but looking at their corner situation right now, it's like brutal. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I'm going to have to go. I'm not a huge fan of Trent, Trent McDuffie watching this film. I, you know, I, I don't like him that much. I don't think he's going to be that great, but um, best available corner. I think they're going to go Trent McDuffie or they have to, they have to fill that need of JC Jackson leaving. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's basically him and what Adrian Phillips now, I mean, well, it would be him and Adrian Phillips if they, if they went corner here, I think that's a good pick as well. Again, I was kind of hoping you would say Nicobe Dean because I don't know. I, I love Nicobe Dean, everything that he did for Georgia this past year. But yeah, I, th- I think that the smartest pick would probably be cornerback just because, I mean, yeah, JC Jackson leaving, that's, that's a huge hit to the defense. And I mean, the defense is usually the Patriots strong suit. So it definitely was last year. So, you know, we could, we could see them kind of beef up at corner again and, uh, and use this pick as a cornerback. I, I like that pick for personally. Ishan, do you have any thoughts? Yeah, I like Trent McDuffie there. I really think that a corner is a good option. And Trent McDuffie's a great tackler too, which I think fits in with uh, Bill Belichick's defense. I will say that another corner's name to watch is Andrew Booth. He's a guy, he's a guy with great ball production at Clemson. So if they are trying to replace that kind of ball hawk like J.C. Jackson was, he could also be an option. Yeah, no, I, I like Andrew Booth too. I think the only thing about him is like he could potentially fall because of his injuries and, you know, he got surgery this offseason, but – yeah, I think either or could be good. I don't really know how the Patriots tend to draft in terms of injured players, but. All right, moving on to the 22nd pick. It's the Packers pick here. And I mean, I think I think it's pretty easy to to assess what position they need to, um, you know, to to attend to. And that's wide receiver. And I'm, I mean, we've taken the, the, the top four guys that are definitely the top four wide receivers to this point. So I'm actually going to go a little bit off the grid here. I'm going to go Traylon Burks um, out of Arkansas. He's a, he's a really big guy. Um, he's 6'3", 225, I think. And a lot of, a lot of people haven't really been talking about him because I mean, he's out, he's out of Arkansas and he was pretty much, I think they had him and then they had a, like a really small, fast guy at Arkansas. Um, and Arkansas was pretty good. I think they gave Alabama a good run for their money or somebody that was good. Um, and they had, they had a couple good wins here and there, but yeah, I think Traylon Burks, he's got a huge frame and they need to somehow de- replace Devontae Adams in like maybe even half capacity. That's that's how I'm looking here. So that's where I'm going. Moving on to the next pick, we've got pick number 23, and that is the Arizona Cardinals. So go ahead and take it away, Ishan. Um, I think at 23, you always need ed you always need edge rushers in this league. I think George Karloftis is sitting right here. He's a good athlete, converts speed to power. He could be more flexible, but I think he's the pick here. 
Yeah, but, no, I agree. I think Karloftis is a good pick here. Um, uh, Karloftis was really productive in college, and I like how he plays, but it's like it's kind of weird. Like I don't know where he's gonna fit, like in a three-four um, sort of edge, or you know, four-three, maybe you know, kicks inside. Um, he's kind of a weird fit, but I think we kind of see a little bit JJ Watt frame there. So I feel like they, you know, they'll know what to do with him. All right. Moving on to pick 24, which is the, uh, the Dallas Cowboys. So go ahead, AZ. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, I feel like if Carl Loftus would have fell here, that could have been a pick, but I think either way, I feel like they go Tyler Linderbaum here. Um, you know, the Cowboys, they, they got their Super Bowl or nothing now, right? And you gotta put you gotta protect Dak. I don't know why they got rid of uh, Lyle Collins. Um, so that, that's kind of questionable. I think they have to go offensive line here. Either they're gonna go guard, I feel like Kenyon Green potentially or Tyler Linderbaum. I feel like Zion Johnson, you know, if he drops, like I feel like that's a no-brainer here too. But I think they have Tyler Biadas from Wisconsin at center right now. So um, yeah, I'm going to go Linderbaum, who's, you know, he's a plug and play starter. Yeah, I, I agree with that pick, too. He's, um, you know, pretty much next up on that offensive lineman board. So, yeah, good pick there. Ishan, do you have any thoughts? Yeah, no, I agree. I think that this team is at its best when the running game is doing the heavy lifting and Dak isn't. Uh, that's not a shot at Dak. I just don't think that he's kind of in that upper, very like upper echelon of quarterbacks. So I think that if they can get that run game established again and guys like Michael Parsons can develop, they can be a contender in the NFC. All right, there you go. I'm going to move on to the, the 25th pick here, and that is the Buffalo Bills. Looking at this team, I mean, they don't really need anything. They're the consensus favorites to win the Super Bowl this year. So with that being said, I'm, I'm going to go running back here. And again, you know, running back in the first round is always kind of iffy, but I'm going to go Brees Hall. And Brees Hall, I mean, he's, he's a big guy. He's 6'1", like 220 or something, so... He's, uh, yeah, I, I think he's going to be a really good compliment to Devin Singletary. Singletary's really been taking kind of the bulk of the carries there, and I don't think that that's really practical. I think, you know, you know, they have Zach Moss too, but I don't really think that Zach Moss is – he stepped up for a couple games this past season, but I think that they're going back to Singletary, and if they bring in Brees Hall, they'll have kind of a big back um, complemented by a smaller pass-catching guy. So I think that, that they're going to kind of create that dynamic with Brees Hall at the 25th pick. Yeah, I agree. I think um, Brees Hall is probably going to put the finishing touches on a championship caliber roster. Another position to watch would be O-line, depending on the, how they feel about the roster or the, the the value of the running back position. But this is a pretty solid pick. Yeah, I, I like Brees Hall, too. I, I'm not a fan of running backs in the first round, but yeah, I think he is the best running back. And, you know, that would be a good pick. I could see Devontae Wyatt from Georgia here, too. Um, corners, they really need a corner, but there's no corner work taking at this position. Yeah. But yeah, no, I, I like the Brees Hall pick. All right. With that being said, moving on to Tennessee at the 26th pick. Ishan, go ahead. Yeah. I mean, honestly, they could go a lot of different ways at this spot. I've seen this as a quarterback spot. I don't know if I buy it. I think that Nicobe Dean goes. Uh, this is kind of AZ's guy, so I'll, I'll let AZ talk about him. He was really excited. Let's go, dude. I, yeah, I this is this pick and the Jordan Davis pick. Two Georgia guys. Like, yeah, N'Kobe Dean falls. I mean, yeah, like, and I know he's 5'11", but like, like, yeah, no. You, I like 6'6", Jordan Davis, and 5'11", N'Kobe Dean. Like, both, I love those picks. But, um, yeah, I think Tennessee, 
I honestly, it's weird to say. I don't know, Hayden, what you think, but Kenny Pickett here, like, <laughs> you never know. Dude, I don't know. That, <laughs> again, like, it's it's one of those things where they already have Ryan Tannehill there, and to get another quarterback that's, like, it's maybe a little bit questionable. Like, I, I don't know. I feel like I look at Kenny Pickett and I look at Ryan Tannehill and they're, I mean, Ryan Tannehill isn't, he, he, he isn't as mobile as Kenny Pickett. And I guess you could put Kenny Pickett in there, but I don't know, dude, it's, that's going to be tough. I, I have a hard time believing that Kenny Pickett's fallen this far, but again, like, I don't know if I would take him over, you know, a guy like N'Kobe Dean at this point, if both of them are still available. So yeah, I, I feel like, I feel like that N'Kobe Dean pick is probably the safest pick here. Yeah, I think Tennessee's fed up with good at the quarterback position. If they take a quarterback, I think they're going to be swinging for the fences. So I don't – I'm not a big Kenny Pickett fan there. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, we'll see what happens. But, yeah, it is what it is. All right, moving on to pick number 27, and that's the Buccaneers. Go ahead, AZ. Yeah. Um, obviously, the Buccaneers, don't, they don't have a lot of needs. Um, so – I think they either go offensive guard here because they lost um, Alex Kappa to the Bengals. Um, and, you know, they need to obviously protect Brady with Brady coming back. I could say D-line here too. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to go Kenyon Green here. I like Kenyon Green. He's one of, you know, he's a nasty, nasty player. He's a plug-and-play uh, guy at the left guard position. Um, I think they got Shaq Mason um, from New England. Um, this off season. So I think he's going to play the right guard like he did in new England. And yeah, I think, I think they protect um, Brady and go Kenyon green here. Yeah. That's good. That's a pretty good pick. I don't know much about Kenyon green, but yeah, I'll, I'll trust you on that easy. Ishan, do you have any thoughts? No, I was going to go Kenyon green here too. I think they, they had some losses on the offensive line this off season and Brady does not do well with pressure up the with the middle. So you got to protect him there. Yeah, for sure. All right. Moving on to this next pick, dude, I'm, I'm the man of double picks here. I've got Green Bay again at 28. And with Green Bay's next pick, I'm going to go Andrew Booth out of Clemson. Um, they need a corner. They need to replace uh, Darnell Savage. Or no, not Darnell Savage. Um, sorry. Oh, yeah, Kevin King. Yeah, yeah, sorry, my bad. They need to uh, replace Kevin King. And, yeah, they, they've had a lot of blown coverage problems. I don't know if Andrew Booth's going to fix that, but, I mean, he's, he's kind of a star, I guess. So, <laughs> that's probably the best player that's available for them here. So I'm going to go Andrew Booth. Yeah, no, I think that's a good pick. I think the only other position I could see is edge. And I, I really like Arnold uh, Ibikite from Penn State. So I think that's another guy. Obviously, they lost to Darius Smith. So they need to fill that, you know, opposite edge position. But yeah, I think Booth, Booth or, you know, Ibikite would be a good pick here. All right, sweet. Moving on to the 29th pick, Kansas City is on the board here. So, Ishan, go ahead. Um, so, I think that Kansas City goes receiver here to replace Tyreek Hill. And this is one of my sleepers I was talking about earlier. I love Christian Watson. He's a freaky athletic profile. And Patrick Mahomes has been talking about how much he loves throwing at bigger receivers. So, we'll give him a combination of uh, speed and height here and take Christian Watson out of North Dakota State. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that pick. I thought for a second you'd go Jahan Dotson. I like Jahan Dotson here too, um, just to sort of replace that Tyreek Hill speed. But I think they're kind of relying on Miko Hardman um, this offseason. So, yeah, I, I agree. I think Christian Watson would be a great pick here. I just – the only way I don't see them doing that is they're trying to replace Tyreek Hill with, you know, using Jahan Dotson. But, yeah, no, I like that pick too. 
All right, well, AZ, you've got the next pick, which is also Kansas City, so go ahead and draft it up. Yeah, um, I think they go edge here. Um, I'm sort of between Ibikite and Boye Mafe, two really interesting names um, at the edge position. But I think I, I really like Ibikite. I think, you know, he fits that defense. Um, and, yeah, I just – you can't have enough edge rushers and that team, you know, already – I think you could see corner here too, but – I don't really like um, Kyler Gordon here. I think he's like an early second-round pick. So, yeah, I'm going to go um, EBT Tay from Penn State. All right. Well, with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and draft for the Bengals. But um, I don't – again, this is kind of a tough pick. I don't – like, they they need offensive line. I think that's the, the one thing that they are missing. I mean, maybe – I don't know, maybe like a, a defensive tackle maybe too. But I don't know. I – I'm going to go offensive line. I don't really know any prospects past, past this point. So I'm going to give, again, give you guys kind of the opportunity to, to give your analysis here. So go ahead, AZ first, and then Ishan second. Yeah, I sort of, I don't know. I don't agree that they need offensive line. Like they, they signed Alex Kappa um, in free agency and then they traded for Lyle Collins. So yeah, like offensive line was a, obviously a need after yeah. Super Bowl, but yeah, I think, I think you could see corner, um, you can see defensive line. You can see Devontae Wyatt here. Um, yeah, I don't know. This is this is kind of a weird pick. I think they go best player available. I don't know, Ishan. What do you think? Yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of in the same boat. I think you might see a guy like Kyer Elam here, it's like a physical press corner. Uh, I don't think that they need to address their offensive line any more than they have. Yeah. Okay. I actually I I was thinking other than offensive line, like I said, D tackle. I was thinking. Um, so. Yeah, Deontay Wyatt, I'm probably going to go with here. So he's going to be off the board. And then with the last pick, we've got Ishan with uh, Detroit's pick. So go ahead. Yeah, so I'm going to go quarterback here because I think that this is a good opportunity for someone to sit with a passionate coach, a good outline, um, and a veteran quarterback. And I'm going to go Desmond Ritter over Kenny Pickett. Uh, I know Kenny Pickett falling out of the first round is interesting for most people, but – I think Dan Campbell is going to fall in love with Desmond Ritter's character, his confidence, um, the way he carries himself as a leader. And I think that a lot of people might ask, why not take a quarterback at 34? I think that the reason they take one at 32, so they can have that fifth year option, just get another year to evaluate their guy. Yeah. I, I think that's pretty interesting. Again, we can't, we let Kenny Pickett fall out of the, the top 32 here, which I didn't see happening, but again, I mean, I, I think that's, yeah. I mean, like, it doesn't happen all, you know, always the way that you think it will. And so I, I feel like them go, you picked Desmond Ritter, right? Ishan? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 I mean, honestly, yeah. Ritter's like, I mean, he's good. Like I, I think that he could go above Pickett. I could see that happening. What were we going to say? Easy. Yeah, no, I was, I was going to say, I like Ritter um, over Pickett too. I think it's just like weird seeing Pickett fall out, which like, yeah. I, I don't agree. He's in a, he should be a first round pick either. Um, I don't know. I feel like I feel like we're not going to be right about any of these quarterback picks. So I feel like Willis is going to go earlier. I think yeah, Corral is going to go maybe even earlier. Like people are saying, Seahawks at nine, Corral might just go there. But yeah, I don't. Quarterbacks are just so unpredictable. You don't know what's going to happen. But yeah, I don't know. I'm really interested to see what's going to happen with the quarterbacks in the draft. Yeah, I think that's a great point. Um, again, it is really tough to to kind of predict where quarterbacks will because honestly like some teams might even trade up um to get you know quarterback like Malik Willis because they don't want him to slip too far which we'll probably see that happen um lots of trades come draft day but 
Yeah, I mean, I I think that we covered a lot of stuff that I was going to ask because I was going to kind of ask some general questions here about um, about the draft, and I want to get you guys' input. But um, I don't know. I mean, do you guys – and this was kind of a, a conundrum that I ran into, but do you guys think that there's a situation where there's too many wide receivers that go before Green Bay's first pick and Green Bay goes another position? Or do you think that, like, no matter what, even if there's – like the top six wide receivers off the board, do you think they're still going to go wide receiver? I think that the Packers are generally like a pretty safe organization. They do a lot of best player available. So I, I can't see them reaching for receiver if too many get taken. And I'd say, especially recently, we've seen a lot of, you know, second and third round guys be able to contribute at a high level. So I think that if there is a run on receivers early, I wouldn't be surprised if the Packers pass. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I just, knowing the Packers, they, they shouldn't, pass on a receiver they like they definitely should pick a receiver but knowing them they're not going to do the right thing they're going to do something really random and they're going to get criticized for it um and they're going to use their second pick in the first round on a receiver not their first and within that second pick their john Dotson might leave christian watson might go burks might go so and then they're going to end up regretting it but yeah they, i think they're just going to be the packers and just do something stupid and not go receiver and Rodgers is not going to carry because he just cares about the money, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or yeah, they go really stupid and they pick like a quarterback to replace Jordan Love as a backup or something <laughs> like they, they, they would do that. I feel like, but um, also yeah, my, and like, also like just really quickly, I don't know about you guys, but like just guys that I like, like early day two, like Jahan Dotson, like he's good. Like he, I think he's like, he needs to be picked early and, like, I could see, like, a team like the Bears. I think they're sitting at, like, 42-ish. Like, man, if I'm the Bears, like, I, if Jahan Dotson's there day two, and we typically see that first pick on day two, like, you know, first pick of the second round, we typically see that pick being traded um, just because, like, you know, there's, like, one guy that fell out of the, second, the first round and, you know, a team that didn't have a first-round pick wants to trade up. So, you know, I could see the Bears trading up um, for Jahan Dotson. Um, I could see um, the Colts trading up for John Dotson. They have Pittman there. They, you know, they need the other really good receiver. So I, I really like John Dotson. Travis Jones is another guy. Um, Travis Jones and uh, Devontae Wyatt. I think you picked him, Hayden. But yeah, yeah if they fall out, um, yeah, I, I really like those two guys too at the top of the second. Yeah, I, I have to agree on just on Jahan Dotson. I think one of the big knocks on him is his size. He's five eleven, but. I mean, he has such a huge catch radius. He's so good at catching the ball away from his body. Um, I think strength would be another issue with him, but that's something that he can work on when he gets to the NFL. I think he's going to be a good player. Yeah, for sure. All right. And then the second question that, again, I kind of alluded to during the draft is that the Giants have both the fifth and seventh picks this year. So um, do you guys think that they're going to trade one away and then obviously use the other one? Or do you think they're going to go both draft picks and try to just try to rebuild from there? Um, I'd say that it depends on what happens at six. I think they stay put at five. Um, and if a quarterback goes at six, then they trade seven. Because I think that if Kenny Pickett or Malik Willis goes there, like I think the Saints might move up, the Steelers might move up because you got guys like Atlanta and Seattle who could take a quarterback. Um, so I think that depending on what happens at six, they could get a King's ransom. But if they don't, I imagine they'll stick there and just take a premium player. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with that. I think. Yeah, there's not much else to add. I, I agree. Word. All right. 
Well, that probably wraps it up because we talked about pretty much every other topic that I had written down here um, during our picks. So yeah, that was a really productive episode. Again, thank you two for coming on. Um, you guys know better than me. So I, I appreciate you guys coming on and sharing your knowledge. I hope that everybody listening got, you know, learned something today. I'm sure you did. If you didn't learn anything from this, you've got to be like some kind of master scout or somebody that writes for CBS sports or something like that. Cause yeah, dude, there was a, there was a lot of good stuff that, that came out of today's episode. Um, again, if, you know, if you guys can, uh, Follow the Twitter. It's at first down RD pod. Um, I'm probably going to start putting plugs in the beginning of my episodes because don't, uh, don't have too much, too many followers on the Twitter, but uh, it's all right. We're going to, we're going to get there. So yeah. Um, again, big thanks to these two for coming on today. We'll probably have them on in the future. Well, yeah, I mean, we'll definitely have them on for, for, you know, those, those bigger NFL episodes, but I guess the near future is mainly just going to be an NBA playoffs. So you can expect that from us. Um, but yeah, I mean, anytime these guys want to come on, they're always welcome. So that'll be that. And we'll catch you guys on Saturday for our next episode, which will be NBA playoffs, which we'll be talking about a lot there. So excited for that, but you guys have a good time watching the draft. And we'll see you Saturday.